between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. <laughs> Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the guild. The anticipation grows stronger as Halloween only creeps closer. Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Giggles, which is just so fitting this time of year. <laughs> Speaking of which, you guys, I'm so excited about Halloween coming up. I love to watch scary movies every day, building up to the ending with a screening of the original Pet Cemetery on Halloween. My all-time favorite horror movie. I mean, don't even ask me about the, my disappointment in the remake. I like to black out negative experiences. <laughs> but the original scared me as a child, the worst out of everything, and still scares me as an adult. Top rated. <laughs> I usually only do this tradition, however, through October. But as you know from last week, I actually started it early this year with the new Charm series. This week, I am watching the oh-so-classic Buffy the Vampire series. I will keep you up to date with what I'm watching daily on the Facebook page and Twitter starting in October. I take September as the guilty pleasure horror movie slash shows month. <laughs> but I also want to hear what you're watching. What scares the laughter out of you? What costumes are you wearing this year? I just want to know it all. <laughs> hmm. I may have a bit more of a stalker vibe in me than I realized. Eek. <laughs> well, it fits. Because this is just the best time of the whole year. I am glad we, and by we, I mean the Halloween-obsessed community, decided to start celebrating September 1st. One month was definitely not enough. But you already know how I feel. I did start a podcast to tell scary stories all year long. <laughs> Speaking of which, maybe you have a good Halloween story. I'm still looking for them. I would love to hear it. Send them to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. Today's story is the continuation of our own Crave series by the oh-so-amazing writer. You can find them on Reddit with the username Sugarfruit33. Now, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I do get approval from every writer before posting their work. Often, it is enthusiastic, which I thoroughly enjoy. Pretty much the big reason I started this podcast. Being a writer myself, it often seems like you have to push to get it published or write something amazing every time, which, I mean, all my writers are amazing, but sometimes you just want an outlet for your short, scary, still, scary tale you just wanted to have fun with, which is where the guilt steps in. Anyway, back to the story. We left off last week with Maria trapped on her hospital floor. Will she be able to escape? Submitted for the approval to the guild with dim light anxiety, I called this story. The tale of the craving continues. 
Part 2. Why would they lock an emergency exit? I thought, fear beginning to grow inside of me. I turned back around, finding myself at square one. My only other options were the staircase or the elevator. I wrapped my hands around the corner, peeking my head out. It was clear, so I slid around and went for it. Suddenly, a muffled conversation caught my ear. I stopped in my tracks, trying to locate the source of the sound. I noticed two silhouettes through the curtains of the room window. I stayed quiet and frozen as I listened in. Are you trying to make it obvious? A man berated. One fucking tear that you saved for yourself. Humans aren't dumb. We can't have another escape. We can't. Afford another cover-up. Get your shit together. He hissed through his teeth. Humans. Odd word choice. Look, we could just move her to the basement early. I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to make it look suspicious. See, she suggested. The basement? You want to, you want to move her earlier? Do it yourself. You were the one who wanted to deal with her anyway. Go fucking prove yourself or something, he demanded, his footsteps storming off. I didn't know the context of the conversation and didn't want to. It just gave me more reasons to get out of there as soon as possible. I crouched, walked to the elevator, pressed the button, and sat impatiently as I waited for it to arrive to my floor. After sitting there for a few seconds, it seemed that I was on a higher floor than I realized. Suddenly, clicking heels, walked to the door. My neck twisted around, eyeing the door to the room. The elevator wasn't coming any faster, and I couldn't take any chances. I quietly sprinted back down the hall, clenching my teeth as I heard the elevator door open. How convenient. I turned the corner, pressing my back against the wall. I could hear the door suddenly open. The nurse stepped out. I cautiously peered around the corner, attempting to see her position. She stood staring at the open elevator, a needle in hand. I swiftly retracted my head as she looked down the hall, a look of suspicion in her eye. She began walking down the hall towards my empty bed. I sidestepped farther down the wall. Praying she wouldn't see me. She walked through the doorway, stopping my breath for a moment so I did not alert her. She approached my bed, raising the needle as she slowly lifted the blanket. I lightly jolted as she realized I wasn't there, throwing the blanket down in frustration. Little bitch, she scoffed under her breath. She was going to start looking for me. I needed a plan fast. There was a high chance she'd end up seeing me anyway, so I'd have to trust my legs to carry me to freedom. I slowly went for the elevator. My sight locked on her as I threw the curtains out of the way, desperately searching for me. My sight locked on her as she threw the curtains out of the way, 
desperately searching for me. As I turned the corner, she whipped around, both of our eyes widening as our gazes crossed. We froze for a moment, as if she was scared as well. In the mere seconds of the pause, I realized I wasn't going to make it to the elevator. I then realized I was going to enter another fight for my life. bolting past her. She unfroze, turning right on my tail. As I ran, I realized the hall was short, so I was either going to have to dodge her extensively or kill her. The decision was quickly made for me as she leapt onto my back, unable to handle the weight. I tumbled into the metal crab cabinet, crashing to the floor. I groaned in pain as we wrestled on the floor. She raised her arm, trying to inject me with the needle. I blocked it as she swung down, my arm shaking as I held back her force. She gripped her other hand around my arm, pinning it to the ground. We were in a face-to-face -face struggle, her hot breath hitting me. Her skin was beating red, her mouth stretched open to reveal inhumanely jagged teeth. I wriggled the arm she held down, attempting to release her grip. Just fucking sleep, she growled, forcing the needle towards me. Groans tried to escape through my teeth as the needle almost grazed my skin. I tugged at my arm with all my might, Lifting it off the ground with her grip still attached, I directed her arm to my mouth, quickly sinking my teeth into her skin. She craned her head back, her screams of agony growing stronger as I bit harder. She dropped the needle, using her other arm to pull herself from my grip. As blood began pooling in my mouth, I realized she was gripping her arm, staring at the wound as she whimpered. Blood oozed out of the two size holes dripping down her arm. While she was distracted, I snatched the needle and swiftly pierced it into her eyeball. She stumbled backwards, breathlessly crying. The needle was stuck in deep, moving around with her eyeball. She lifted her trembling arm, gripping the needle. Ooh, okay, guys, sorry. I had to stop for a second. I hate eye stuff. Gross, 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 gross. Okay, okay. I'm mostly better. Ugh, yuck. Here we go again. She moaned in pain as she slowly removed it, blood trailing down her cheek. After removing it entirely, she dropped it to the ground, her bitten arm dangling at her side. She looked down at me, her eyeball red. She wiped away the streak of blood, baring her teeth. She stormed to me, ready to kill me with her bare hands. I scrambled across the ground, trying to get back on my feet. As I crawled, my hand pressed against the cold metal. I looked down, noticing a scalpel under my palm. 
I gripped it tightly, whipping around with a slash. I hit a bullseye, slicing across her hand as she reached for me. She yelped as she retracted her hand, blood dripping onto the floor. I stumbled till I stood, planting my feet into the ground. I raised the scalpel ladder, my hand shaking. Our eyes met, daggers in her gaze, but a sharper one in my hand. She wagged her hand, shaking the blood off as she came after me. She swung my hand in an attempt to disarm me. I leaned backwards, pressing my arms against my chest to keep them out of her reach. Open for an attack, I lunged towards her, plunging the scalpel into her neck. Her eyes shot open as the blade hit a weak spot, blood exploding out like a geyser within seconds of pulling out the blade. She tried to keep her balance, blood leaking between her fingers as she tried to plug the hole with her palm. Within seconds, she collapsed to the ground. I dropped the scalpel, my lungs on fire. Suddenly, as I watched the blood pool around her corpse, she began to change. Her skin darkened into a deep red, her hair disintegrated, her jaw lowered as it made room to fit long, razor-sharp teeth. I scanned her corpse up and down in confusion. It had made a full transformation. What the fuck are you? I whispered to myself. My eyebrows scrunched. I tiptoed around her corpse, unable to make eyes of it. I reached the elevator again, pressing the button. I looked over at the door, remembering that the doctor, or whatever he is, was still there. My teeth chattered as I waited anxiously, staring at the glowing button. I periodically looked behind me, waiting for him to burst out of the door. My anxieties cooled down as the elevator beeped, the doors sliding open. I stepped in, pressing the first floor button. Suddenly, I heard the sound of another door opening. I looked up, noticing the doctor staring right back at me. My eyes shot open as I began to press the closed door button. Stop! He demanded, running at me as the doors began to close. Close, close, fucking close, I begged as I rapidly pressed the button. I clenched my limbs as he just failed to reach me, his fists slamming against the closed doors. I breathed deeply, a pit in my stomach. I felt barely safe for a moment as I traveled between floors, until it came to a halted stop. I looked up at the floor number. I had stopped on the second. Close enough. I waited until the doors opened. My guard aids up again as the opening doors revealed a concerning scene.
I slowly stepped out under flickering lights, blood streaking across the floor. I tilted my head, eyeing down the hallway. Papers, bedpans, and other equipment scattered around. It felt like I walked into the aftermath of something. I stepped back into the elevator, pressing, pressing the floor button a few times. It screeched as it tried to move, but ultimately stayed stuck. I remember the staircase next to it. I gripped the door handle, grunting as I tugged onto it. I groaned in frustration. It was locked. Fuck. I muttered under my breath, stepping back into the hallway. I had to find another staircase. Before I continued down the hall, I caught something out of the corner of my eye. A fire axe sat in the glass container on the wall. I slid my arm into my shirt and elbowed the glass. It shattered easily, almost thin as paper. I reached past the shards, lifting the axe off its stand. I felt its weight in my hand, gripping it with my other one as well. I didn't know if I needed it, but it, it wouldn't hurt to have it on me. I prowled down the hall, my feet sticking to dried blood. Broken lights hung down from the ceiling as the others flickered. More blood painted across the floors and walls. There had to have been a full-on massacre. When I reached the end of the hall, I peered around both corners. More empty beds lined the walls. A few of the blankets stained with blood. I hid behind the wall as I noticed someone at the end. A man was leaned over behind a curtain, grabbing something. He straightened his back, revealing a body in his hands. The person was injured, but they didn't appear to be dead. I flipped my back against the wall as he began to walk towards me. I lifted the axe, gripping the handle tightly with both hands. I kept my ears open for the sound of his footsteps, the floor vibrating as he grew closer. When I felt he was close enough, I appeared from behind the door, throwing my whole body into the swing of my axe. My eyes darted around in confusion as the blade hit the wall. The man had vanished. Suddenly, a chill crawled up my spine as fingers slowly wrapped around my shoulder. I whipped around with a swing, feeling like I was going insane, as I once again hit nothing. No one was standing in front of me. Where do you think you're going? A gray voice whispered in my ear. I spun around, swinging the axe throughout the air. I felt taps on my shoulders as he laughed sinisterly, making me twist and turn. I couldn't tell if he was extremely fast or just invisible. I then felt something slide across my arm. I yelped in pain as I looked down, blood seeping out of the three jagged slashes that ran across my skin. I swiftly bent my neck as I felt a stream of air fly by my ear. I swung my axe around again, still not getting a hit. I retracted my hand to my cheek as he attacked my face, pressing it to the wound. I removed my hand, blood trailing through the crevices of my palm. I made one last attempt at a rebuttal attack. 
I pressed the bottom of the handle against my stomach. The blade extended outwards. I began spinning in a circle, covering any ground that he could have been on. I stopped shortly as my lungs began to singe with exhaustion. Where the fuck could he be? Then it clicked. I slowly looked up, my eyes widening at the sight of a man latched to the ceiling. His skin was pale, his long nails hooked into the panel. His body was facing the ceiling, his skin on his neck straining as his head twisted around to stare at me. Before I could make a move, he retracted his claws and dropped above me. I screamed as the weight of his body crashed me to the ground, the axe slipping from my grip and sliding across the floor. I groaned as I held his arm back, his claws desperately trying to reach me. I stared deeply into his eyes, his iris a dark red. I slid my hands up his arms until I could easily grab his claws. I clumped them together in my grip bending them backwards. He hissed in pain as I pushed further till they snapped in half. He leapt off of me, pressing his arms against his chest like a T-Rex. I scrambled to my feet, rushing over to grab the axe, raised. He stared back, stretching out his fingers with now-destroyed claws. Then, as I closed my eyes to blink, he vanished as I reopened them. I looked up the at the ceiling. He hadn't gone there either. Come on! I groaned in frustration. I realized he had somehow snuck behind me as his arm wrapped around my neck. My eyes shot open as he applied enough pressure to cut off my airways. I attempted to reach behind me, trying to scratch him or gouge out his eye but he used his other hand to hold my arm down, squeezing my throat harder. I croaked as I desperately tried to breathe. Then I realized he stupidly forgot to apprehend the other arm that had the weapon. With the strength of one arm, I swung the axe behind me. He shrieked in agony as he released me from his grip. I fell to my knees to take in deep breaths. I wiped spit off my lips, lifting myself off the ground. He stumbled into the wall, the axe stuck in his face. I rushed him, ripping the axe out of his face. I earned more screams from him as blood squirted onto me, a deep gash running across his forehead, taking away his chance to escape again. I flipped the axe around to the other blade and swung it at the end of his stomach. He let out groans of pain as he gripped his gut, blood soaking through his clothes. I gripped the handle tighter, baring my teeth as I tore the blade across his stomach, then retracting it as it hit the other end. Blood poured out of his body like a waterfall as he fell to his knees. 
organs began to slip out of the deep laceration, his skin painted red as he desperately tried to shove them back in with his weak hands. I stood over him, my chest lifting as I breathed. He looked up at me as I raised the axe, his dark pupils shrinking. I roared as I swung it down onto his head. The blade sliced through his head like a wooden log, splitting it into two as it reached his mouth. I yanked the axe out, blood shooting onto my shirt. The two halves of his head wobbled around as he fell over. His exposed organs hit the ground with a wet slap. I watched as his corpse transformed like the nurse, his hair decaying away and his skin fading to gray. I kneeled down, observing his corpse. Are you some kind of demon? Monster, maybe? I questioned aloud, as if he'd answer. I stood up sucking the air through my teeth as I wiped blood off of my cheek, the cut stinging. I looked down at my arm, blood dripping onto the floor from my cut. I reached for the corpse's clothes, tearing off a strand of his thin white coat. I wrapped it around my arm as a makeshift bandage, blood quickly soaking through. I searched down the hall for another staircase, my eyebrows raising as one caught my eye. I ran over, grabbing the knob excitedly. My face fell as I realized it was locked as well. hell, I exclaimed in frustration, slamming my fist against the window of the door. I aimlessly walked around, absolutely stumped. All the staircases were locked. It was as, as if they didn't want anyone descending any further. Are they hiding something? What's the motive? Left with nothing else, I decided to try for the elevator again. The doors were still open, so I stepped back in and pressed the first floor button again. Nothing happened. I pressed it again and again. I was about to break it. Come on, fucking work, I exclaimed, pounding the button with my fist. Suddenly, the speakers let out a small ding. My head perked up, noticing the doors slowly closing. I stepped back, a satisfied smile on my face. The elevator jolted down a bit, but stayed stuck. I looked down, my blood beginning to boil. I instantly lost my balance as the elevator began to drop. I stumbled to the wall, holding the metal bar as the elevator screeched. Everything shook as I descended at full speed until it crashed at the bottom floor. I groaned as I fell to the ground. I looked up at the floor number but the light had broken. It wasn't hard to guess that I had hit the basement.
You guys, I am beginning to get really nervous for Maria. I, I really just want her to be okay. But everything seems to be against that. <laughs> the story is so good. Gory, yet appropriately in some way. Oh, man. I'm dying to know what she is up against next. What are these creepy ass creatures eating her tears? I mean, what is that? <laughs> I guess we will just have to wait until the tale of the craving returns. Now for the details. I edit and produce the show by myself, if it isn't obvious, <laughs> and use only royalty-free music. All extra information you are curious about is up on the website, including how to follow me on social media, or you could just type in Dim Light Anxiety and I'll probably pop up on any of them. <laughs> All the rules and regulations of submitting to the guild and the written versions of every story are also up on the website, which is Dim Light Anxiety at Dot com. I don't have many listeners at all, so I want to give a huge thank you to those who hang in there with me every week while I scare the laughter out of both of us. I love this so much, and you guys. Please tell your friends, however, so these talented writers can get the recognition they deserve. Speaking of thanks, I want to give one last shout out to our amazing spinner of tales with the Reddit username sugarfruit33. Your stories really have been an awesome addition to this podcast. Thanks for letting me bring them to life. Next week, we will switch things up again. But until then, here's a taste of the tale of the craving returns coming soon. So keep your eyes out. The basement was dark and bleak. The walls and floors a gray stone, weak lights illuminating the hall. I slowly continue on, my bare feet slapping against the cold floors. There were two big green doors with screw holes where a sign one once was. I hesitantly pressed my ear against the door. The sounds were unrecognizable, possibly pumping sounds? What was more concerning was what sounded like human grumbling. I declare this meeting of the Guild with Dim Light Anxiety closed. Until next week, creep it real! <laughs>